I'm Steve. I'm Kelly. And this is 90 Day Fiancé Coupled with Chaos. Despite only spending about 90 days together before our wedding, we've now been married over 25 years. And we were only together for about two weeks before getting engaged. That might qualify us as 90 Day Fiancé OGs. Probably not, but that coupled with being super fans of the shows does qualify us to sit down each week and talk about the episodes, cast members, and the general chaos that surrounds their families. Just like ours. Ninety Day Fiance, the other way. We're here, season two, episode fifteen. It's back. It's been, I don't know, a couple months, hasn't it been? Eight weeks, I, I guess. Six weeks? Long? I don't know. I think know. it was six. I don't know. It was a while. Or four. Maybe because Happily Ever After was dragging on so long. This was <laughs> exciting to get some new stuff this weekend. Mm-hmm. So it, was this, fun to get, it was fun to get back to uh, Pedro and Chantel this week, too. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Even more exciting Yes, that was fun. So this week on The Other Way, we Brittany learns that civil service workers are as good at getting their work done. As Aladdin is to sending Laura all of her stuff back. (laughs) They're about the same. It doesn't quite get done. (laughs) Ari tries to get medical advice from an ultrasound technician. That was kind of funny. Yes. (laughs) It really was. You can tell she was desperate, and this dude was trained well. He's like, "Uh, no thanks. Yeah, and they're not really supposed to talk to you about even what they do as a specialty. They, They don't make commentary. They just go... Um, I'll send the doctor in yeah. and there's a problem. There's the wanker. <laughs> and that's it. That's really all their job is, isn't it? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, that's all I get. We finally see Melisa smile for her brother and friend. But evidently she was doing more than just smiling while Tim was in <laughs> for Texas. One friend, anyway. Yes, I think so. A friend with benefits. So it yells so much that he gave me flashbacks to my childhood. And Kenny has already convinced himself that the world revolves around him. We knew that was coming. Yeah, he seems to be a bit self-absorbed. Just a wee bit. And American on top of that. I'm an American. (laughs) I say what I want, I do what I want. (laughs) I couldn't help but notice Armando already looks like an old man. I used to get joked at work for having like a Ward Cleaver sweater. Mm -hmm. So he's got a cardigan sweater that he's driving in. He's so cute. He's like 50 and he's not. Not even 30. (laughs) He's sweet. So that car trip was relatively innocent enough as we went through it. I found that it was some back and forth. And you could see Armando was a bit nervous about going back there. Clearly. Yes. Kenny had asked him if he'd ever brought anybody home. And the only person he'd ever brought home was his wife, who they had a kid together. So this is only the second person that he had brought home. Well, obviously, because, I mean, it's not like he was dating women he dated a woman yes. trying to make himself not be gay. Right. So it's not like there was a lot of variety happening there. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, this one will do. <laughs> For me, I think you, you, we've always known Kenny has always been you know, out there. Mm-hmm. So it's right. not something that he's had to deal with. Yeah, he and, can't relate at all. And I think the pressure mounted when he said, well, your family will either get used to it or not. And that's when, I think, for me, the tide had turned. And, and Armando said, I'm not sure I like this kind of pressure that you're putting me under. And, and right. Kenny got defensive. He did. And, and said, well, I'm not trying to put you under pressure. But you could tell he really was. <laughs> I mean, what's get used to it or not mean? What's the or not? Right. You get used to it or not. Mm-hmm. That not means something. Mm-hmm. It means that you separate from your family. They got to deal with it. 
pretty much. And Kenny learned a new phrase. All these years that he's been dealing with Armando, all this time. And how many phrases do we think Kenny has learned in this? None. <laughs> Hola. Oh, that's learned, about it. He's learned nothing. Yeah, that's pretty. That is no effort at all he yeah, has put he, into this. And you know, when. I'm when an American. They, when, they, when they got to Say the. Say what com- I want, I do what I want. When they got to the family compound, he was kind of implying that it was awkward for him because nobody spoke his language. Rather than awkward for them because he doesn't speak theirs. I'm the only in gringo their here. You know what I mean? Didn't you? Didn't that strike you as a now, little I've bit been, backwards? I've been in that not in that situation. I didn't have a, a gay lover. I didn't have a gay <laughs> lover. I didn't have a gay lover in Germany. I'm so glad. But I was in a room where thanks for sharing another language is being spoken. Right. I'm new to the group, and you're sitting in there. But amazing what you pick up and what you learn over time. If you're trying. Sure. <laughs> well, he learned mucho gusto. I was so hoping that while watching this that he'd screw it up. Yeah, he, he joked that he would. I, in general, I take some notes during this, and I wrote down mucho gusto, and in parentheses I put, I hope he screws this up. <laughs> I know, really wanted him. And he still mumbled it, yeah, so he got he, it out. And he said it so many times to himself, like it was <laughs> possible to screw gusto. it up. Right. I'm like, there's nothing complicated <laughs> it's, about it's that. It's as basic as it gets. <laughs> I think it, my I think my 12-year-old speaks better Spanish than he does. We learned, I think we didn't know before about Hannah and why we'd kind of talked about, we weren't sure why Hannah and Armando weren't weren't moving to America. And I think you kind of hinted at it that it, mm-hmm. and, and Armando said the same thing. He wanted her at least somewhat close to family right. because she had she lost, lost her, her mother. mother. So and I thought that was. At such a young age. And she doesn't speak English. That was so telling. That would be a very difficult transition for her. And maybe one of the oddest things we've ever heard in 90 day fiance history was that I want to do this because it's best for my children. Right, yeah, that doesn't happen very often. No, I can't imagine. I don't know who that really is. Yeah, well, uh, I want to drag my children to Korea because that's the best place to raise them. Andre oh. says, oh, yeah, well, I guess that is the show, so we could talk about it. They didn't have anything in this one, but there we were. Andre says that. Andre wants to do what's best for his kids. We think. I'm not sure. As long as it doesn't involve the KGB. <laughs> right. Now, I think it, you, you talked about the compound. I'm pretty convinced, judging by Armando's English and his sister's English, that just about everybody in that compound understands English. I would not be surprised at all if Kenny's talking and they know exactly what Kenny's saying. Right. They may not have the confidence to speak it themselves. Well, but I'd be I'd mom, be shocked. The mom does not understand it. I'd be shocked if she didn't but understand it. The sister it. does. No, no, that's speak it. And a I, couple of the relatives. I'm telling it's like you you can watch this look. You don't know Spanish other than teaching it, so you know mm-hmm. vocabulary. Right. But you can watch a TV show in Spanish you and can pretty pick up much on enough vocabulary so to get at least know what they're talking about. That English is is widespread enough. Where did Armando learn it so well, and where did this this the sister learn it so mm-hmm. well? So it's going to be around Maybe school. Boy, speaking of which, Armando he really speaks clear English. Yeah, they don't use he? yeah they don't use subtitles for Armando. No. His English is so good perfect. that you forget that he's Mexican. Right, his English is almost as good as Karen's. <laughs> <laughs> his is better than Karen's, I'm afraid. <laughs> 
That is from Chantel. At least he doesn't say more gooder. <laughs> right. Holy crap. We I guess we can announce there'll be a... The Family Chantel show will be coming up this week also. <laughs> Absolutely. So, with some Karen in it. Kenny just got to, he just got me riled up. Because I think Armando thought the whole announcement, the thing with his father, went well. That it went better than Armando thought, or at least as good as Armando yeah. would have thought it could have gone. Yeah, I mean, Armando seemed pleased just even that his father agreed to come out of the room and greet them. Yeah, and You know, like that was progress for him in his book. And the father didn't say anything mean. And he, he looked at Armando and reminded him, this is your home. So he didn't, he didn't try to make his son feel uncomfortable about no. being there. Which is kind of remarkable because you know how uncomfortable he is about Kenny being there. Sure. And yet he... Briefly made eye contact and shook his hand and said hello before he dis- disappeared back into his room again. So, Or, his, yeah, I think I his mean, house or I, whatever that is yeah, I think that, that, in their compound. I think that they each, each parent, I think each of them made their their own degree of concession. And you can judge whether it's right or wrong or whatever. We're just looking at the relationship between... The parent and the child right. in this they, scenario. They both made some level of concession from how they felt inside themselves versus what sure. level of acceptance well, they were willing what to got give me talked, Armando. And, and Armando made, I think in the car they talked about whether or not he, Armando said whether or not he would pull his mom aside or announce it in front of the group. Yeah, and and he, he announced it in front of the he group. He clearly should have pulled his mom aside first. And she said as much. Yeah, and Kenny, she was a bit blindsided. Kenny said, I looked at your mom and she looked disappointed. And Kenny I don't took think that. It was so much that is that she was put on the spot in front of her sisters, which I don't think she appreciated. Well, you can tell she didn't, because and she, she said she did. She was being judged also. And and Kenny took that as Kenny would just took about it him. took it about him. <laughs> Everything was still about him. Well, I can be the bad guy. Yeah, he said, <laughs> I don't want to be viewed as the bad guy. It, I'd be easy to blame as the bad guy. I think when you look at that is would, what would you think would happen? And I think we've seen it in 90 day history. If Armando brings a girl to that compound and says we're getting married after what? Three weeks of being together. Mm -hmm. What would, what would the result of the family be? I'm not saying it would be like. They'd be a bit shocked. Yeah. And they wouldn't be happy. You don't know this person. It would be no scenario where man or woman. I think you can take the homosexual thing out of this and say, what would happen if you brought somebody in and said you're getting married after this short period but of time? But it's not that they've only known each other three weeks, though. They've been together for a while. It's just that his parents have only known about it. Well, they haven't been together. They've been in, they visited each they other. They visited this each other. This is typical 90-day right. fiancé stuff here. Right. We've known each other. We've talked. We've conversed. But now we're together, and now we're getting engaged. That's not really enough for most people, especially for a guy that doesn't like guacamole. <laughs> That's got to be a bigger deal. Uh, clearly, the visiting was done in the United States and not in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think we can tell that that's the case. That is the case. Yes. Indeed. I guess we move on from here. I don't know what drama there is. Can there be much more drama in this? They They get Hannah and they go back to the house, other than Kenny trying to live yeah, in Mexico. Boy, when they made the announcement, that silence just hung in the air like cancer i mean it was 
it was tough. That was a tough moment. Yes, and I know they could have even pieced together whatever Nobody to make the silence like, bigger. Drew a breath. Yeah, like, I wonder how that was edited. I was like, wow, I'm, that was intense. I'm not always questioning the editing, but I think that they knew what they were doing there. And there was probably some silence there, too. And let's you not remember. You could see their, all their faces. They all were lost in their own thoughts at that moment. They, they weren't offering any fee- immediate feedback at all. All this, not only is Armando bringing a guy in, but he's also bringing a white guy in. That's uh-huh. got a still... Different culture. Yeah, it's still a little different. This is a border town, or at least somewhere close to a border town, I I'm think. I'm surprised that his, his mom allowed... Kenny to stay there, though. That was a big step. Well, I think it's not like they're in the same house. They have that compound, and evidently Armando had that room he was staying in there. So shack or whatever that was supposed to be. So Jenny and Summit, this was, I think this whole episode was a bit dark and and just heavy. There was not a lot of laughs going on. Yeah, well, it's because they left so many things hanging in the air at the end of the the mid-season break that they just hit right on it i did i watched this I mean, before you did they fired into uh, jenny and summit right off the bat i watched this before you did and came into the room during parts of it as you were watching it and i try not to comment on it but i think i noticed you crying two times yeah during this it was episode intense. and that was during the jenny and summit thing and i think during the armando parents, armando yeah. and 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 his mom, yeah. when they were hugging it out, right. Well, this summit thing was heavy. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it's just, uh, it was just tough. It was pretty. It kind of choked me up when he said to his mom that he had talked several times about committing suicide. I mean, gosh, his marriage to that other woman must have been pretty bad. Yes. Well, they even said the, the mom and dad. Yeah, the mom, them. I think, said we didn't know it was going to be this, that she was going to be this, this bad. Way. Yes, that's what it was, this, this way. way. And so that went, there was something serious going on. Yeah, then. because it wasn't a ranged marriage. They selected this girl for him and, and insisted that they be married. And they, they admit fault in this. They definitely A did. couple of times. So that tells you that it was probably pretty bad. Yeah. And and some of was what, he was yelling. Yeah, he was very upset. And he was, and I thought it was what, how he handled this, even in his excited state. I thought was incredible. It really was because his parents are say, "Why are you choosing between me or between us and her? Why are you choosing? Why are you doing?" And he this? said, "Why can't I choose both?" Boom! It was like, "Wow, look at him go!" So that was great, even in the heat of the moment. That right. he was able to bring it down and said, why can't I do both? And that's a very adult, grown-up right. comment to make. Right. I was proud of him for, you know, sticking to his guns and not wavering from, I belong with Jenny. Yes, he caved before. The first time, didn't he? He has yeah. caved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he really showed his support for her. Mm-hmm. In that, and I was thinking to myself that I wish she had seen it. Obviously, she eventually will, but I wish that she had seen it like a fly on the wall, right? Because I think it's hard for her to see if he really defends their relationship to his parents. He did a pretty good job of characterizing it in the restaurant after when they met. He did, 
But I think he did a great job of standing up, standing up to his parents. He really and So did. I thought... Um, and it looks like there at the <laughs> end, they, they got right. it. I think it was pretty dangerous to Jenny to to kind of maybe go to the restaurant and wait for him. I mean, there was talk. You never know. He may not make it out of there. Right. He, he didn't before. And she said that when right. he came back. Oh, I'm so glad you made it out. <laughs> I never well, know. And you look at what Summit asked for here. He didn't ask and say, we're going to get married. Yeah, he didn't go that far. Which was the right move. Yeah. I think he he didn't... He's trying to get their level of acceptance up first. He didn't call out their bluff, maybe like Armando did. Right. He didn't go for all of it. And I think Jenny probably would have wanted him to just tell them what it's going to be. You know, they can like it or not. But he didn't do that. Right, because that's the American side. To, to, to talk to them about long game. And... You may want what you want right now, but if you're not going to get it now, if you don't like the answer you're going to get, then maybe you've got to, I don't say manipulate it. Steps. Yeah, you have to take <laughs> steps. And, and Summit took that step. And where, do you remember what his dad said at the end? He said, I will try. He said, I will try and time will tell. Yeah. That wasn't, he didn't leave there with a no. Right. And when they sat down, they said no. They most certainly did. His mom did. said, I will never accept Jenny. Right. And his dad nodded, yes, in, in affirmation, he would not accept Jenny. And so he left there. He left with a win, is he what he left He was so with. angry. You could see the fire in his eyes when they said that. Right. That really set him off. But I was proud of him. He was very mature and... He made sure they understood how significant of an event this is in his life, this yeah. turning point, that he had been to his darkest place. Right. And that he needed Jenny to climb out. Right. And you, I think you could see the impact on his mom right then. She got it, I think. Right. And, and it would be hard not to want that for your child. Right. It would be very difficult. And that's why I teared up. <laughs> right. You didn't tear up at with Melissa? No. <laughs> you mean? What do you mean? We saw her smile and laugh. I didn't know it was possible. I didn't I didn't think she sat down. We you know I missed I think of all this break. Tim is who I missed. I missed Tim most of all. I thought maybe it would be <laughs> Jahoon. I thought Tim maybe it would be all. Jahoon, but we have had so much side news with Jahoon and, and Devin that you know, they've been here the whole time. But it's Tim. I wondered what was going on with him. He goes, they only show him going to interview for a job and some IT company there. So that yeah, wasn't a whole lot with he's him. He's trying to get sponsorship because otherwise he can't even stay there. Mm -hmm. He doesn't he, have a, a working visa. Tim did say that he hadn't heard that Melissa is happy about his sacrifices. He did say that. He said, well, I can't tell. You know, she hasn't said that she's happy. And I would say, in general, Melissa's not happy. Yeah, I don't think she's happy about very much in Well, life, she was awfully smiley. Except maybe. Yeah. The little side piece she apparently had. Right. <laughs> I thought the way that she justified that. Yeah, that was crappy. And, and. We we obviously don't know where they were in their relationship on the back and forth I, in the I time say period. It was a little tit for tat happening? Is what I think. You think he had an affair and then and then she did this after? I do. It's kind of an after. Yes. It doesn't look like she regrets it. No. And she says, where Tim said his was more emotional with a little physical, she says hers was really physical. 
And that's pretty much it. I don't think anything with Malisha's too. Melisa is too uh, emotional. I can't imagine no. her really into anything. It just uh, no <laughs> at all. Uh, obviously, I don't think she's too into Tim either. <laughs> to be quite honest. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I, th- I think I still don't get it. She's so mechanical. I'm not. She, I can understand she, that. She lacks any emotion. Except maybe anger, cold ass beat. I mean, seriously, it's <laughs> pretty much it. Well, you see, her mom. Her mom's a lot of that too, and yeah. I think you can see that. I mean, she has mastered the resting bitch face. Yes, she really has. That's it. I mean, if you were going to look it up in a textbook, she is the definition. That, that would be it. That, yes, we should have her mug shot. Right. <laughs> well, she says she's keeping stuff from him, and and we know from the previews that this gets out. And so I think we all know, and you can see it even on the pillow talk, they were all going back and forth. And I didn't know what to really think about it. But when you saw the pillow talk, you saw everybody's reaction. And they go, Tim is going to freak out. He is. But can he afford to freak out? If he wants this relationship to continue, can he freak out? I think he can because she and her mom are raking him over the coals. But I don't think he has the like. To the point that, like, he can do no right at this point. I'm not sure there is anything that he can do. Well, I think if he, if indeed these two are going to have a relationship, the way for him to handle this is it would be... Well, it's just that she's so self-righteous about it that it's completely ironic then... For her to turn around and say she did the same thing and then didn't even tell him about it. Sure. Because he told her right well, away. Right. He didn't have to. He's a dummy. But he did. And that's the right thing to do. Right. So don't you think, though, I think and not to, I think we bleed over into Pedro and Chantel a lot. It would be like he could handle this the way we would want Pedro to handle um, <laughs> yeah. Angelette, right? Yeah. Anjanette. what a Anjanette. How we'd want him to handle her, and he doesn't. He goes in for the kill. Right. And I think if Tim goes in for the kill on Melisa, I think that's a She's mistake. She's just going to eat his head. Yes, that's what it's going <laughs> to be. That's it. She's going to be a crocodile and snap it off. <laughs> Brain mantis. She's going to kill him. That's it. Oh, my word. That's a very nice analogy. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. I think that's what's going to happen. I don't think they they have any chance of anything. No. I don't think they ever did, really. Almost as much chance as Ari has of staying in Ethiopia. I just think that she's a hypocrite. Who, Melissa? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's about Kenny being self-absorbed in your own world. I think Kenny's got the same thing. Because she's, she's kept it back. Which is like lying. Yes, while Tim's while Tim is there squirming, exactly. she could have offered an she, olive branch. She is making him squirm, and she did the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it may have been That's different. He may she may have done it second, and he did it first. And well, does that make it any better? No, no. no. And I think she's trying to justify she it. She is, and that's my point. Mm-hmm. She's a hypocrite, right? I thought you were saying Pot a hypocrite. The kettle black is what that Isn't is. that somebody who said that? I think I heard that twice this week. Oh, it was Pedro said that, and I think <laughs> Angela said something similar in the pillow talk. They were trying to get that phrase right, but I think everybody carried it 
And so it was just a mess. <laughs> Ari and Binyam. So this was the least surprise. Ari happened to give birth. Or not even give birth. She was going to have to deliver the baby. A C-section. Right. We knew it. Anyone who'd seen a preview... Yeah, because that was the cliffhanger. Yeah, we we From knew it was happening. Of the season, they kept showing that scene, and we knew it would be now. Right. So I think your experience, you called it, even though you knew it, as soon as they were with the ultrasound tech and the baby was, was breached right. and the fluid was low, you say, "Well, this is why." Right. Even with it breached, they could wait, but once it was low on fluid, yeah, that's an emergency. It'd be like you know your car, right? It's just out of gas. Yeah. You got to do something. Well, because the fact that the fluid is low. Uh, is the reason the baby's not moving very much. And it can actually lead to death. And the fact that the fluid is low could be an indication that she's leaking the amniotic fluid slowly. Embryonic fluid, you mean? <laughs> That's so funny how they said that in the pillow talk. <laughs> Angela, I can't I believe out laughing. that women, you know, that they, women get this wrong. They corrected each other and still had the wrong word. <laughs> the like, two embryonic? Old. What is that? It's and amniotic. Like, they have an army of kids and running around. they have around. an army, right. yes. And so they still got oh this wrong. Yes, but uh, if she has uh, a small rupture in her membranes and is leaking the fluid, then that means it can go the other way too. So bacteria can get in, and if it causes an infection, it could kill the baby. Mm. So that is an emergency when the fluid is low because you know they need to breathe that in and out also. Right. So. So that was, I mean, we knew it was getting there. So everything before here was them getting a different apartment and them trying to find a car and, and the prices to get a of stuff. And how everything for her was compared to America. Yeah, gosh, that was getting on my nerves. Because what's the point in saying well, in that America, every five minutes? I'm an American. If, if it bothers say what you I want, I do much, what I want. Drag his ass to America instead of moving to Ethiopia. That right. was her choice. Yeah. And, I mean, seriously. Yeah, and she gets on my nerves with her whining. The cost of everything oh, is the cost. Yes. It, it's what it is. It's what it is. So. Welcome to this part of the world. That's why they live in squalor. Right. Because they have to spend all their money on cars and bassinets. The four hundred dollar bassinet. <laughs> and I you mean, know, she had already when she brought up that stuff to Binyam about the baby stuff, she'd already given a list to mom. Right. She she just needs to have mom bring a car with her. It'd probably be cheaper to what you do, yeah. bring it in than it, put than it on a ship. Yeah, put a bunch of baby stuff in the trunk, <laughs> in the boot, and right. then go. Off you go. And it was funny because she said, "Well, I don't want to ask my parents for money. I don't want them to have to pay for this stuff." And they asked Binyam the same thing, and he didn't seem to mind as much. No, he didn't. He seemed to be all right with it. I'm okay with this. But but the funny thing is, he talks about. Getting more jobs and working yeah. daytime and working nighttime and all the things he's willing to do to provide for them. And the only thing she can think about is that, well, I don't want you to work too much because I want you to take the whole first month off. I, I need help with the baby. I'm like, you just got through saying how expensive everything is. Who do you think's going to pay for that? So, and I'm trying to think of another 90-day situation that rivals this one. Oh, she gets on my nerves. Is there one? Is there one where the spouse is that, you know what, you're working too much. You have to stop. Yes. Is there another one? It was, I'm not sure he ever worked too much, but Nicole and Azen, she made him quit his job so that he would be available all hours of the day and night to yeah, answer but, her phone right. calls. And she started sending him a stipend to keep him going. So How that, much could she so really send him? So that he could be him? free. 
to answer her calls right. when she called. I mean, that was just stupid. He hasn't worked since they met because she sends him money. That's a train wreck. Isn't it? They shouldn't put them on TV. And they're supposed to be coming back. I doubt it. There's so much word of everybody But she said that they won't come back until they actually get married. And they've tried, well, like 4,000 times now. So, I mean, we'll see. But she didn't want him working. She doesn't want Binyam working too much. She wants him to stay at home. I think I saw her on her phone. I say, Andre, a call from Andre coming in. (laughs) (laughs) You looking for somebody? I think I got you. Andre's going to teach uh, Binyam how to yeah, stay how to at do home. this. He wants some lessons on this. This is how you do <laughs> Send this. Send hard work. Right. <laughs> Especially, and he just go, hey, look at Ari's parents. Uh, I think. <laughs> ATM. Right. Need ding, an ATM ding, costume. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> we had uh, uh, Brittany. We had a little bit uh Yazin in this one, not a lot. It was just a token scene, like, hi, I am Yazin. Yeah, this is me. Much. But most of this was Brittany headed to Chicago. Yeah, what's up with her? Well, she, the whole guys was that she, she had she to go said visit. to yes. him that she was going to go see her new uh, niece or nephew. But that she had a court, she had. told everybody and the cameras and the producers that she had a hearing, is what she right. said. Yeah, because she said she got a text letting her know that she had been summoned to appear. So she had to go back at that particular time. But the more I thought about it, it didn't really make sense. Because then she got there and she said that the court told her the clerk never even entered the paperwork into the system. So how would she, so she get... She had to refile everything. So then how would she get a summons? That didn't make How would they know what the all. summons are for? Right. Mm. If it never got in the system. So... So that story sounds like bunk to me. And it was kind of match. Like you think rest of her maybe she was there to file the paperwork? It could be. But you wouldn't need to do that. She wouldn't even need to show up there. We all have, that's what all attorneys are for. Well, she said she she was in Florida, though. She lives in Florida. And she said she filed when she went to the attorney's office at the beginning of the season. Maybe she's just an and, idiot. And she said that she forgot she had previously filed in Chicago well, she when had she stayed with her sister. She forgot that she was even married. Oh, my gosh. She's a train wreck. So could she be just dumb? I guess it's possible. Can a person be that Or maybe dumb? she thought she could go in there and bully her way. But it wouldn't make sense for her to go to Chicago to do that because she's a resident in Florida. And she already filed there before she went well, to move to I don't know. With her mom country. with her mom living in, in Chicago, there's a chance this wedding could have happened there. It's entirely possible. If they were married in Chicago, I, I don't know. She forgets a lot of important things. Does she know her date of birth even? I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe that's not even her real name. Right. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, who knows? She's pretty. I was surprised. I expected mom to maybe be a bit more defensive of her, but she gave her the business about not well, being honest. It's with really hard to be on Brittany's side about anything. Right. I mean, she's not even being truthful with the guy. And, I mean, he's possibly putting his life on the line just to be with her. Right. You know, I, I, I do not like her at all. Right. She's just as fake and plastic as a person could come. Yeah, so it's hard to tell what's going on with this court summons hearing, whatever this was. Whatever. It's hard to tell. I think she probably does a lot of manipulation in all aspects. It's possible that she's manipulating the producers. Producers. It's entirely possible. 
But what would be her end game other than popularity? It could all be about her social media mm-hmm. image. You know, she's getting more exposure. Just sure. like the rest of them. I mean, look at Stephanie. Same kind of thing. Yeah. No real storyline to speak of. Right. All pretty much fake and put on in order to get more attention for her social media business she already had. Her mom, though, was on point. Said she needed to be honest with them. He deserved the truth. And then when she started to pound the family and him, she got to a point where she said, well, maybe this is how they're raised. This is their culture. Their culture has him clearing everything through his parents. Right. And... She just looked oblivious. She, it was an eye roll. She doesn't get it. An eye roll and a... Much like I feel when I speak to my own children oh. at the time. <laughs> so she went to this hearing or whatever it was. Three hours later, she came out and nothing was really any different. But I just wanted to say that as a parent, you have to be that person. The one person your child can look at no matter what age they are in adulthood or or teenager or whatever mm. the case may be. You have to be... The one voice of reason, the one person they can turn to that will tell them the truth, whether they want to hear it or not. You know, you have to be that. Mm -hmm. They have to get that from somewhere. And and most people around you in society, friends, acquaintances, people you work with, whatever, they're not going to tell you the truth because they have to see you every day. And they, you know, want to stay on your good side because who wants to be on your bad side? But mom and dad, I mean, you got to love them anyway. They need to tell you the truth. Sure. That's it. And you she gotta does. You got to have that one voice well, of reason. And you see Brittany deflecting and saying, well, we've got things we need to work on. He's got problems. His family's got issues. But it turns out to be she has the biggest problem. If she wanted, well, she couldn't marry him even if she wanted to. Right. Because she's still married. Right. And so we don't think her intent is to do this. And we're really, well, it's just. She has no intent on going through with this. But but she sure did pick a difficult partner. It's in a very dangerous place to go. It sure is. I don't know why she'd want to move there. I definitely would have tried to move to the United States. Yeah, that would have been better. I think it's a little harder to get... For a lot of reasons. Yeah, I think it's a little harder to get him... would be to get him here. Jordan's just... It's just one of those places. Right. (laughs) Although it's as... As far as... um, as Muslim countries go, Jordan's about as liberal right. as you can get. Exactly. But it's still, it's like anything. It's each family's their own, their own entity. Right. Well, I mean, I really think from the preview, she's about to get a rude awakening about what it really means to buy, be buying into that culture. Sure. And I don't know how she couldn't figure that out already. Uh, right. But somehow she lived her entire life oblivious to the rest of the world. So here we are. Yes. She's no. about to find out. Yeah, her bubble. But she's not in a lust bubble. That's not <laughs> that. Right. We didn't get anything but a preview about Jahoon and Devin this time. And and so, thankfully, there's not a whole oh, lot to talk about with them. Amen. So, we've had about enough of them. Yes. You'll get, um, we do have, unfortunately, in the inside scoop, we do have some Devin stuff. Ugh. It's going to be there. I'll let you do that. She's not so easy <laughs> to get along with, evidently. What a shocker oh, that is. Oh, boy, I'm so shocked. We have this something you brought to me, some Olga and Steven news to talk about. Mm-hmm. I've got some um, update on Benjamin and Kenny. You like her, don't you? I do. You're a real fan of those. I really love them. And kind of along with that, some Rebecca and Zaid. 
So that'll be in our inside scoop. I think we're up to volume 10 in that. That'll come out this week. We're going to have some Darcy and the short little thing on Darcy and Stacy. I think we have this episode and one other one. So this one's pretty short and sweet. And we get to debut Family Chantel season two. So that'll happen. So stay tuned. You've been listening to 90 Day Fiance Coupled with Chaos. If you'd like to hear more from Kelly and Steve, look for their other podcast, Coupled with Chaos, in any podcast player. If you have any questions or comments, they can be reached at coupledwithchaos at gmail.com. They can also be found at Coupled with Chaos on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 